0: Spooky South Coast Tim Weisberg here Along with science advisor Matt Moniz Psychic medium Stephanie Burke Making her way into the studio And uh, we are here to talk with you About the paranormal As we are most Saturday nights We took last week off Uh, Last week was WrestleMania, so I stayed home and watched that, but also we'd had a couple of fundraisers during the day. Uh, Thank you to everybody who came out for those, by the way. We got a lot of food delivered for the hungry kids, and we got a lot of ham and bean dinners sold for Chris McCarthy, so it was a a great day overall, but a very tiring day, and I was half asleep by the time we would have been on the air anyway, so you wouldn't have gotten a good show out of me. Uh, As is usually the case most weeks. Uh, But today, tonight, we are going to definitely have a great show for you because we have some very special guests visiting us in the spooky studio. Uh, We have with us and uh, Moniz doesn't know when he's in a radio studio, but uh, the microphones are on. Uh, I hope that was I hope that wasn't a profanity. I uh I wasn't sure. All right, we have with us in the studio we have BJ BJ and Mitra from the Unrefined Podcast. Hello, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Hello. It is a it is a return home for BJ. <laughs> yes. Because you when I started here, well I think yeah, so I started doing my Saturday show in 2014. Okay. And you were here then, right? Yes, I was, yeah. And uh you of course helped guide me into how to create the content for the website at WBSM.com. Yes. And then I later stole that job away from you. No, no.
1: <laughs> well, Yeah. I feel, I would more like to say, I, I nicely handed it to you and said, Tim, take yeah. it, take it. So we, we
0: are, okay. if, if you guys, if, we, if you can just uh, fit Stephanie into the splitter. Yeah. So the box broke. So we are working with splitters tonight. It'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun because we've only got one volume control for everybody. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so when we started doing Spooky South Coast years ago, there were no other shows handling paranormal topics. And hold on, let me pull that one down for you. There you go. That should be better. No feedback now. Uh, when, when we started handling uh, you know paranormal topics here on the show, there was only maybe a few paranormal shows out there. Uh, there was Ghostly Talk. There was uh, Ron Kolick had his show on the radio, of course, Coast to Coast AM. Uh, maybe a couple others. I think Jim Harold had already started then. Darkness Radio started a couple weeks before us. And that was really it. Like we weren't competing with other people in in that space. Uh, but it seems like today there's tons of paranormal content out there. You guys actually didn't start really focusing on paranormal right out of the gate with unrefined.
1: No, we didn't. Um, We started out just kind of like doing a catch all type show. Um, And then we did, there was the episode when the um, Pentagon was going to release the documents about aliens and UFOs and stuff. And we just kind of like hit on it and we saw our downloads go way up and we were like, okay, Uh, Let's go ahead and lean into this stuff a little bit more. And so we started covering like more like
2: conspiracies.
1: Yeah, weird, weird conspiracies. And then we started covering and then we started, you know, bringing on paranormal guests and uh, bringing on people who uh, are own and operate locations and talking to them about their places and the history behind it and all that other stuff. Uh, While at the same time, just uh, being, I'd say, healthy skeptics and try to
0: have fun with it, too. Definitely well, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean my 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 back bristles a little bit now at at the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. But you guys handle it well. Uh because you have the people on to talk about it and you have no problem saying like this is ridiculous. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And and that's the biggest problem is so many of these shows now, and uh and Stephanie, we've talked about it before too. Like they just they they push this stuff out as if it's truth. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 it can be it doesn't matter if it's it is a conspiracy or if it's a paranormal topic or what have you. Monies, I'm sure you've seen it with UFO stuff. They just put it out there as, you know, telling the story without really questioning the story itself. Yeah. And that's that's not really good conversation and dialogue about it, that's really just repeating the same story that you're going to hear on everything else. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you will look at those conspiracies and say, well, why do you think this? Why yeah. why do you think this is the case?
2: Well, we present them and then rip them apart.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you break it down, they fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, I, I was watching, what was I watching something recently where they talked about uh, some of the different, you know, the the political conspiracies. Mm -hmm. And they started just pulling away some of the threads. And they said, see, if you just start if you find the one flaw in it, it's like a Jenga game. You know, you pull yeah. out that one block, everything falls apart, and that's why we've we've avoided talking about a lot of things. It's for us. It started with because we've done conspiracy shows before. We've done JFK. We've done MLK. Yeah. We've done RFK, and we've done everything with a K. Uh, <laughs> but we we've done all of those type of shows because, I mean, I studied it when I was in college. And locally we had at UMass Dartmouth, one of the best professors in the country on, on political assassinations. So that's, that's why we kind of leaned into that a bit, but they just started to get really ridiculous. And what did it for us was the Newtown conspiracies mm. because our friend, Jeff Belanger, who is a regular contributor to their show. And he's close with all of us. That was his school that right. was, he, he graduated from Newtown high. And so when the Sandy Hook shooting happened, he and his friends formed the Newtown Memorial Fund. Mm -hmm. And so they were the ones that were out there collecting these donations and trying to help these families and all of that. And then, you know, we've got people that want to call in and talk about how they were all just crisis actors and it wasn't real. And so I just couldn't abide that anymore. And so we just decided, you know, let's not do it at all.
1: Yeah. I know we've gotten a lot of like requests from people to do things on like Sandy Hook and like 911 and stuff like that and we we're just like our no blanket say like nope that's disrespectful like no, I would never tackle those subjects.
0: We we had somebody that called up and asked why we weren't cuz we were on the air on this on some September 11th yeah. and they wanted to know why we weren't doing a 911 conspiracy show. And I was like if we were going to do it it wouldn't be today. <laughs> like why would you do it on the anniversary of it? That's I mean, but then again, I say that, but we've also done like the JFK assassination on the JFK day. So I don't know if there's, I I don't know if there's, um, if I'm being hypocritical in saying that, but. Well,
2: I think it's because we all lived through it. And so it's, it's, it's real to us. Whereas JFK is like something that was so far in the past. So we don't think about it. You know, we just think about the assassination and the conspiracy. It's like just part of history. And I think it's the younger people that are like buying into the 9-11 conspiracy because they didn't witness it. They didn't see it. They didn't go through the emotions.
0: That's a great point because, you know, I I wasn't alive when the JFK assassination happened. And Mm -hmm. I I fully believe that there was more to the story than what was there. Uh, I was going to make the joke that, you know, we talk about that one because that one really is a conspiracy. Yeah. But (laughs) it it seems like you're right. Like the further you are from it, the more it is, the more you're able to question it. And, uh, you, you don't really feel that level of guilt, but again, not everything that you talk about is conspiracies either. What has been, you know, what have been some of the highlight episodes that you've done? What have been some of your favorite topics to cover?
1: Um, gee, uh, any, for me, anything that has to do with aliens and yeah, UFOs I and I try
0: and tear, turn anything into that too.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> that's, Everything's just aliens. What,
1: yeah, that's just what I like to do.
0: It's like, all right, we're, we're talking about the, uh, you know, they are talking about You know, ghosts and somehow that relates back to aliens. Yes,
1: absolutely. Every single time I will try.
0: It sounds like you're a big believer in kind of the same thing I'm leaning into lately, that it's all the I call it the unified theory of everything in the paranormal. Okay, yeah, it's it's all the same intelligence. It's all the same thing. It's just manifesting in different ways. Right. Yeah. And and neither one of my co-hosts like to hear that because <laughs> no. one person has been abducted by the aliens and okay. says they're not okay. the same as the ghosts, and one yeah. person speaks to the to the dead and says they're not the same as the aliens. So it's uh yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to hold that belief when I have two people that have you know real life experience that contradict it.
3: Yeah, and never mind Bigfoot, you know.
0: <laughs> well,
4: what did he do to you? Uh, I've
3: absolutely
4: heard- nothing. Right, leave him yet, under this. yet. Well.
0: That's why, they call, that's why they call it a Yeti, because I, it's, it's, it's going to happen eventually. I would
4: say you've never seen Moniz and Bigfoot in the same place before.
3: We are bald hairy. You are. <laughs> and
0: the other part of it is, you know, most cryptozoologists, they do want to study Moniz. I I So whether, whether he's Bigfoot or some other type of hairy hominid creature, um, that's, I'm sorry, I'll just keep pulling it down when you're not talking. Because I can't
4: even listen to these.
0: I don't want why too loud. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll we can knock it down a little bit. See if that I makes don't a know, difference. Like... Is that any better? Nope. Never mind. All right. Well, I mean, you don't have to worry about it unless it's a collar And then Definitely. if it's if it's a, if it's Lamone, <laughs> I'll let you know ahead of time so you okay. don't even have to bother to put them on. That's good. We have the we have a regular <laughs> caller who of is. Course. Uh, and eccentric, maybe? yeah, he's eccentric. <laughs> he lives out in Las Vegas, and now that I've mentioned his name, it's like Beetlejuice. He's probably going to call in. Yep. Uh, that is <laughs> the one thing you can be thankful for is that you don't have phone oh. lines to take oh. calls live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we do have
1: YouTube comments though.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what yeah. about live chats?
1: Oh, we've never, you know, we've actually never gone live on anything. This is the first time we've ever actually done anything live. Mm. Um, we, we did mostly go
2: live on TikTok. Once. We did a dual live. We
1: did it once, yeah, one time. That was it. And it was just such a colossal failure because that app is so broken. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we've never gone live. We get regular comments on, like, Instagram and stuff like that, but we've never done any live chats. We've thought about it. We're just yeah. not brave, I guess. No. I don't know. I'm
2: like, what if nobody shows up?
0: Yes. <laughs> so the phone lines you know start ringing but i looked it's not a las vegas exchange so it is a local call uh let's let's give it a try and see if we can take that call good evening you are on spooky south coast with bj and mitra hello tim it's sam calling how are you hey sam you're up late <laughs> yeah i'm uh, i'm actually uh jumping on a plane tomorrow morning and heading out to florida oh well safe travels
3: yeah, thank you. But uh, I was actually calling only because, and, and I and try to listen whenever I can. But um, is there a way that I can log in to see you guys online somehow?
0: To like no? to watch us in the studio?
5: Yeah. Did you, did you still? Didn't you have a feed like that?
0: We've we've now switched it to OnlyFans, so it's nine ninety nine a month. But we're not wearing any clothes, so it's worth it. <laughs> no, we, okay. we, we we had to do away with the video. Uh, we were we were having some trouble with it, so we ended up doing away okay. with it. But we're we're hoping to hopefully bring it back.
3: All right. Well, that sounds cool, but there is, uh, so um, is it completely off now? Yeah, we don't, we
0: don't even, All the right. cameras not even plugged in anymore. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, you had me for the
1: 9.95 a month almost, I, you know, I was excited to get ready to send in some, <laughs> some checks. In. <laughs>
0: <laughs> until I, until I said we were new, then you're like, forget it, yeah, never it mind. That, yep. Yeah,
5: that brought on a whole nother picture that I didn't want to go
4: to. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't want to see Moni's that way, so.
0: <laughs> well, that's why we well, stick listen, him in the I- corner. I just wanted to check in and tell you that I'm uh, out here listening and I uh, love your show. So look forward to listening to the rest. Well, thank you, sir. Enjoy Florida, and again, safe travels. Thank you so much. Bye bye. That is uh, Sam. He was the unofficial co-host of the Chris McCarthy show. Okay. So that was that was his uh, his moniker, and I I've now dubbed one of my listeners during the day my unofficial researcher too. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe with uh, all of this unofficial help. <laughs> we can get somebody to come in here and run the video again. Uh, but we did we did do that. We tried to have, you know, we had YouTube video for a number of years mm-hmm. because we had a great producer that was able to really make that all work. So we had the live YouTube chat going at the same time. Yep. We could interact with the people. Uh Stephanie was usually in the chat room too and she can vouch for this. It got really out of hand. Yeah. So we needed somebody Quirly. to be there. Yeah, but it was it was it, it got bad because
4: I think the worst part about YouTube live was the prank callers. Remember the Um, prank callers? Yeah. Like being on YouTube Live for whatever reason, we would get the most ridiculous prank callers. Wow. And the YouTube comments are just wild.
0: Yeah. And so that's part of the reason we did away with it. And also because like you needed somebody that can really switch the shots. Mm -hmm. You know, the static shots are just, they drive me crazy because it's like so... It's like surveillance video, you know, there's one camera up here and it's watching right. everybody. Okay. Uh, and, and Matt Costa just made it a, a super production that looked like a real TV show. Like the shots would change from person to person, Chiron's at the bottom. If somebody mentioned a website, he'd put it up on the screen on the fly. It was really good. Uh, but since we couldn't keep up that same level, we decided not to do it. But you you guys do video for your Patreon subscribers, right?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, and I do all of the video editing for that. Um, And I try to make it look as good as possible um, because we do everything we record via Zoom because I live in upstate New York. Mitra lives in San Antonio, Texas. So everything we do is remote most of the time, except for right now. We're we're really here, or are we, (laughs) or are we? Um, And then, so I'll do the quick cuts too. And I'll try and like, you know, when somebody's speaking, just go to them and go to get a reaction shot and stuff like that and try my best to put up information on there. Um, the best that I can. So, but yeah, if you are one of our Patreons, you'll get to see the videos.
0: And and really like that's the great thing about this new as, uh, the pandemic really helped because as yeah. people were stuck at home and they were looking for content, mm-hmm. they were happy to start you know, thinking about, well, what, what are my hobbies? What am I into? Let me go see if I can find podcasts or streaming shows. And not only were they finding these shows and discovering them, but they were happy to throw a couple of dollars to the content creators who were making them. And so you, can, you, you don't need to have a radio show like this anymore. Mm-hmm. You can hit the stratosphere with all of this by just doing it from your house.
1: Yeah. I will say, though, it, it is it's good to have a fair amount of radio experience before doing that, because there's mm-hmm. some people that have just started doing shows out there
0: that maybe they shouldn't. Yes. Um,
4: like, <laughs> That's so. been for like the last two decades. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were, I, don't, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there was, there's something called blog talk radio. Okay. And when that first hit the scene, so when it first started, it was, this is how people would do a radio show. They would call a phone number and just talking to their phone, hosting a radio show. And so they'd be on one phone and their their co-host would be on the other phone and then they would bring in another guest on another phone and Blog Talk Radio had somebody that would be putting this all together. And then you, they would put it out there as a, as a podcast. And so suddenly we went from having a handful of paranormal podcasts out there to a million of them. Right. It and was like most the old Party good.
4: Line. Remember Party Line you could call it? Oh, yeah. It was like that met paranormal podcast.
1: That's so weird. weird
4: it yeah. was so weird. And it sounded like you were in a tin can the entire time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. There,
0: there was one. So, I, you know, I would do every one that asked me because I'm just trying to spread the word of Spooky South yeah. Coast. And I'm trying to, you know, just talk about cool stuff that we have in this area and all of that. So anybody that asked, I would always do it, but I had to start becoming a little bit more discerning because I would listen to some of these shows and you would hear the hosts just talking about themselves Mm. more than they were the subject matter, which, you know, a little banter at the beginning is cool, but there was one show that I was listening to and they had on, and I tuned in because of the topic and they had on Rosemary Ellen Guiley. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she wrote a number of, encyclopedias of stuff of the paranormal. So like the encyclopedia of witchcraft, the encyclopedia of, like all these books that she would make. And she wrote other books too, but like she became famous for these encyclopedias and she just had an encyclopedic knowledge of all things paranormal. And so here they have one of the greatest paranormal researchers on their show. And instead of talking to her and getting her knowledge, they were just telling her about the investigation they were on and asking her what she thought about it. And like they talked for 10 minutes and they'd be like, so Rosemary, what do you think? And then, you know, I, I'm sure she, you know, tried to give them as good of an answer as she could having not been there. Yeah. And then they just go right back to talking about themselves again. And I said, oh, again, same thing as BJ said, just because you can, doesn't mean you should.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like the Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park thing, right? Too busy worrying whether or not you could, you didn't think about if you should.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) And, And now I feel bad because like so many of those people are still doing it like 10 years later. Like still every single like Monday or Tuesday night, they're doing their and they go for four hours and it's just them talking into the, into the telephone. And like, are you get what are you getting out of this at this point? At least with, at least with when, when you're first starting out and doing it, you know, you have the opportunity to learn. That's why we started this show. Mm -hmm. We started it because, well, Moni's already was in the field when we started, but Matt Costa and I, we just wanted to learn more about the paranormal. That's why we did it in this format But when you, after a while, you know, you think that you have a pretty good knowledge base, then you kind of shift gears and you say, okay, well, it's less about us learning from the guests and now more about what information can we bring to the audience. And these people are just, you know, 10 years into this and it's still just, let's tell you about what happened on our investigation last weekend. And like, nobody's listening except the other people in your paranormal group.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the hardest part. So I think one of the biggest things you could do, if anybody's listening that like does want to try and do a show, I guess make sure the content that you do is, is compelling and also like bingeable, like having bingeable content is huge. And like, mm-hmm. that's what we've learned uh, with doing our show is like having something that either is like a series or just like that someone can be interested and wants to hear the next show that might be something different. And we try and mix it up as much as possible, but just that's having something that being funny. Cool. And try to yeah, try to be funny. We're try. not, we're not very good at it, but
0: we, we do try. Well, that was, that was kind of our approach with this when starting this is we realized that if you didn't take it seriously, people wouldn't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. But if you took it too seriously, people thought you were nuts. Yeah. So we had to try to find a balance of being relaxed about it and, and being conversational about it, but also trying to be informative. And it's tough. I mean, you guys have a great balance of it. And I think mm-hmm. your friendship plays into that. Yeah. But it's it's really tough when you hear other shows where it's like there's no chemistry between the people. And so without with that lack of chemistry, it makes it almost like yeah. You know, and sometimes sometimes it's an argument that they're one's trying to overpower the other in terms of what they're doing with the show and what they're doing with any interviews they might be doing. And, it, and it, it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate radio where it's just people yelling over each other. By the way, you can tune in Fridays to the WBSM round table where we all just yell over each other. (laughs) But like, that's, you're not getting anything out to the people that way. Mm -hmm. But when you're entertaining, when you're funny or trying to be funny, like when you do that, people are remembering the real information that you're bringing to them.
1: Yeah. And I think being likable too, like, I'd say all oh, you guys are likable, which I think is, like, huge. But I think that's He, he only deal. just met you, Moniz. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's, like, I think it's a big deal. Like, if you're not a likable person, then you're not going to be able to grow any audience or have anybody that wants to listen to you. Like, why would they want to?
0: And, and personas. Don't put on a persona.
1: So I don't need, if I start really going after, like, Bigfoot and stuff, I don't need a hat. <laughs> do I need a hat? I, maybe I do.
0: I
4: feel like a hat could be fun.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: could it be like a sombrero though? Like, could I like but have a lot not? of fun with it? Right? Why not? Exactly.
0: Listen, there are a few cryptozoologists, Bigfoot hunters that we've had on the show, like multiple times. I've had them on this show, we've had them on Midnight Society. And I, I still, I still, I'm not sure which one's which. Like, I still can't tell them apart.
4: Because of the hat?
0: Yeah. And I'm sorry, and it's 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 Ken Gerhard and Lyle Blackburn. I yeah. confuse them all the time. I don't know which one is which. I they see them pop up on
1: our Instagram feed every once in a while, and I was like, wait a minute, like who is this again? So
0: both yeah. both wonderful guys. That's, yeah. It's totally on me that I can't yeah. that I you know that I can't tell them what, one from the other. But th- but that's the thing. Like you you have there there is a way to kind of make your mark and to have your trademark in what it is that you do. But it should be a natural extension of who you are. And both of those guys, like, that's who they are. It's not some kind of act that they're putting on. Uh, when I see somebody who's trying to bring something that feels inauthentic, mm-hmm. well, that's just going to hurt the subject matter. Because if you're coming across as fake, it's going to be hard to accept what you're talking about as being real.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, authenticity is really huge.
0: In in the podcast world, too, like, I, it's it's it can't feel, and this is going to sound weird and it's not an insult to people that do a podcast, but it can't feel professional. It has right. to feel conversational friendly. It has to be the person that you want to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. You know, a radio show is something people tune into because it's on the radio. Right. But a podcast is something that they're actively going and finding and, and, and they want to feel connected to those people.
1: Right. And I think that's why we've, been able to connect with a lot of people on like social media and they like will message us and stuff like we're like real like we're like real life friends with them and we're like you know we're friends with them online and everything I haven't met like most of them obviously but they feel like connected enough to us to be able to send us a story that they've seen that they may want us to cover on the show or an experience that they've had like that they want us to talk about or even just that they just want to like share it with us just to share which I think is amazing so
0: yeah. I, I, when you get those messages where it's like, I just, I need to tell somebody. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been holding this in. I just want to share it with somebody who I think will understand. Like, then you yeah. know that you're connecting with people.
1: Yeah. We've got one guy who sends us stuff all the time. And I think he just really wants to be on our show. And I, <laughs> I just don't want to have him. He's just not compelling enough. He just seems Aww. like he's seeking attention
0: well, how do you how do you go about deciding who makes the cut to be on the show and who doesn't? what what are what what factors are you looking for to bring to your program?
1: Um, honestly, like a lot of it has to do with is I'll see it, and if it interests me, I'll pass it along to Mitra and I'll ask her if it interests her too. And so if we are both captivated by it, then we definitely will. Um A lot of who we've been bringing on the show lately have been um, owners and operators of locations that are kind of new to the scene and everything and they're trying to get word out about like their place and how they can go and everything. And most of them are like really affordable to go to. Cause I know like, I, I don't, there is it the, I've seen the trend pick up in most re, in recent years, like now paranormal investigating is I think bigger than it's ever been, at least uh, from what I see. And places are charging a lot of money for you to go in and do it and they're not really giving you the time or the space to do the things that you want to do. And some of these places are doing that and they're doing it at a very affordable rate. You know, if you can get there, you know, obviously the locations are all around the United States and stuff like that. Um, But I think it's cool to spotlight those places that you might be able to go in and even like get new evidence or something at, which I think is awesome because how many times can somebody go to Waverly Hills and get something new? Like, I just don't think it's possible.
0: Yeah, we, we've run into you know some of that before. Like I got a message today from somebody because we have an event coming up at the end of the month. Well, I have one at the Wayside Inn. Stephanie may or may not be there, depending on other things. Yes. But um, we we are having this... Uh, I'm, I'm putting on this thing, and I have to rent out the whole Wayside Inn mm. to be able to do this. And so the ticket prices are kind of pricey because you're getting a full buffet meal with prime mm. rib and turkey and, and baked stuff sole and all that stuff, and I have to rent out the entire place for the night. So it's, it's not cheap and somebody complained like i'd love to do this but the price is too high right. and i said well because i can only have x amount of people and i need to get x amount of dollars to do it so it has to be that price but there are plenty of places where you can go and spend 25 30 mm-hmm. to go spend a night investigating go there like yeah. i'm not saying you have to come to my thing right there's something for everybody and and unfortunately the the problem is people Put on these things that don't know how to put on them. Yes. Correct. And 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 it, we used to have to worry about the paranormal investigators who were getting in that game yeah. and didn't know how to do it. But now there's people that are in charge of locations yeah. that are doing it that don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't know what you're doing, not only are you you know hurting the location's reputation, but you're also making it so that all the people that go there... And they do get something cool when they go, people are going to start to question that now because you're a screw up. And so now they think that everything that happened there was fake.
4: Right. Or really nice locations that have been ruined by other people that now nobody can get into ever again.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, just think about all the places uh, that we try to go to and they're like, oh, no, we had a certain TV show in here.
4: Well, not and only that. And they won't let
0: us in like anymore.
4: The Stanley Hotel. You can never do an investigation at the Stanley Hotel ever again.
0: Uh, What what was the rationale for them shutting it down?
4: Um, Somebody held an event, and it was out of control, and no more after that. Oh, I thought that was... If I tell, like, personal details, it might get weird, but...
0: I thought it was one of those cases where they they decided they were just going to do it on their own and not let people come in anymore. Nope. Oh. Well, we've we've seen that happen.
4: An event ruined it.
0: Wow. We, We were the first people to ever an event at the Mark Twain House. Oh. And uh, that was really cool yeah, to be able to get to get and they they never allow flash photography in there and obviously because we're in the dark they had to allow us to take flash photos. So like we were it was like a very special night. And then we reached back out to them and said, well, we'd love to do this again sometime. And they're like, well, I think we're all set. And then they just started running their own.
2: Yeah. so it does happen.
0: They copied the entire format of what we did. They're like, we'll
2: let them do it. We'll learn from their example.
4: Right. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it does happen. And and we've been doing this long enough now where everything to do with the paranormal, because there are television shows out there. And there are television shows out there that will say, we'll put you on camera for less than 10 minutes and not pay you a dime. Mm -hmm. But- Tell us everything. So, those people are usually the ones that get into these. Hey, let me start my own podcast. Let me start my own Facebook Live podcast. Let me start my own event company. Let me own a building and run something. Like, it's all just driven by money. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what we deal with the majority of the time. And it's, it's terrible because Tim and I have been doing events for over a decade together, but to raise money and preserve history at these historical locations. And like you said, like some of the places that you guys had mentioned, I won't even touch mm-hmm. because they're out there doing their own thing yeah. 100% of the time. Like you mentioned Waverly Hills. There's a whole problem going on there now, but they do their own stuff almost every single day of the week, the entire year. I don't want to go do an event at a place like that because... Why well, am it. I helping? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But the little place down the street that has wonderful history that needs you know, help upkeeping you know heat during the winter, or they need new floors. Like absolutely, because our the next generation isn't going to know about it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean we've th- the Fearing Tavern is a place that right. you know nobody even knew was haunted until we had the chance to go there for the first mm-hmm. time, and and we've been able to help them raise money. And yeah. it's it's they get more money from the events that we do than the historical society brings in with donations all year. Yeah, so it, it makes a big difference. And then you know even sometimes it's private businesses too, like right. the the Dunlora Inn. Yeah. You know, you you guys have helped put that place on the map too and, and bring them a new revenue stream for when people aren't going there and staying there. So it, it, it the, the paranormal can do a lot of good, but just the personalities get in the way of it doing so. The egos. Yeah. Do you do you look at... So this is something that I've had to start doing with my producer for Midnight Society, Michelle. Not so much with this show because we don't... We, we we tend to kind of know the people that we're having on this show. But for that show, she brings in a lot of people, and we've had to start really trying to vet these people to see, like, because there's been some that, like, oh, no, you can't have this person on because they're a white supremacist. Look at their Twitter. (laughs) right? You know, like, that stuff's happening more and more. Have you run into trouble where you've wanted to have somebody and then something popped up?
1: Um, I would say not yet, but, I mean, I guess it's possible. So um, most of the people that we've had on um, are people that I – we'll reach out to and I'll try to get to know a little bit more or like we've had, I had you on for all I know. You're a great guy. Tim. Yeah. I mean, he's a
4: little,
1: I put on a good act. Yeah. Um, but it's most of the people that I'm having on are either people that I, that we know, or it's people that I trust, like that they're giving me a good recommendation on this person. Um, but we won't have anybody on, um, if we're going to talk like a serious conspiracy, we won't have anybody on because we do not want to go down that rabbit
0: hole. Yeah.
1: Um, and when it comes to paranormal investigators, really what we want them to do is like, we want them to come on and like, just tell us a story. Like, I don't want like, you know, Their a lot personal of personal
5: experience. Yeah. Like a
1: personal experience with that. Cause I think it's more relatable and everything. Um, but so far, like most of the people that we've had on there have been really good for that. Um, yeah. You know, and a lot of them are from New York where I'm from. Um, so I'm trying to branch out and find some more people that want to come on for that sort of thing.
0: Well, you know, we can help you find lots of people, That's especially true. around here. We can help That's you
4: true. vet them too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: one, one of the one of the things that I've I've noticed too is that it's now there's a lot of guilt by association that ends up happening because people are working together and they're they're working together on a lot of projects. I I had a guy that came on and I won't name any names, but I had a guy that came on Midnight Society who I thought was a fantastic guest, very funny. He just basically like finds all these interesting paranormal stories and posts them on a website and He's like a, a you know a, a journalist for this particular site and he is just hilarious. He used to write for late night talk shows and everything. So he's got he's got real comedy chops and it was just always a fun discussion with him. And then the last time I was going to have him on, I get an email from somebody, "Hey, you want to go look at the the Twitter feed of the people that own the network that he that he writes for, nice. the website that he writes for." And when I went in there, it was all homophobia, transphobia, you know, alt-right stuff that was just, you know, beyond the pale. If somebody wants to be, you know, conservative and even if they want to be far right, whatever, that's their right. Right. But this was just hate-filled stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I had people that were like, listen, uh, you, you know, we, we know that you, this isn't who you would want to have on the show knowingly. So we wanted to bring this up to you. And I, I had to tell this guy five minutes before we were going to go on the air, I'm sorry. I just oh. I can't go through with the show because I couldn't spend two hours driving people to the website that he writes for if I knew I was putting money in the pockets of the people who were using that platform to spread the stuff that they were. So it's terrible. Um, I, I also, we had booked Dr. Judy Mikovits, the, the pandemic doctor. Mm. Uh, we had booked her in January of 2020 for the midnight in the desert show that I was doing. And then we said, eh, like, COVID seems like a really odd topic to talk about right now with how like how much everything's going on. So we just kept pushing her back and pushing her back. We got to about May and we finally said, you know what, like if we're going to do it, we have to do it now. And I had no idea what her stance was, what she was going to talk about. I just knew that that was the subject matter. And then that was the same week that the trailer came out for Plandemic. And which, you know, you can believe whatever you want about that. But there was proof that she had made up stuff and that she was lying about things in her own past. And so my rationale was, well, we can't have her on the show because if she says something, I don't know enough to fact check her right. and I can't call her out on it and say, well, hold on, wait a minute. So she could come on and spread misinformation and I wouldn't know any better. So we canceled the interview and I, I literally lost half my audience. Because they said, you know, that's, that's because at the time I had taken over, you know, for Art Bell and they're like, that's not something Art Bell would have done. Art Bell would have let anybody have their say. And I'm like, no, Art Bell would have been responsible with the airwaves because I treat, even though it's a podcast slash streaming show, I follow the same rules of broadcast radio. And in broadcast radio, you're not allowed to have somebody come on and talk about unchecked medical claims. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's just one of the rules of the public airwaves.
4: You're not a medical doctor. So even the stuff that she talks about, you can't fact check, period. And at the time, and I specifically remember because you and I had talked about it too, at the time that you were supposed to do that interview, the hysteria of COVID was probably at its peak
5: Yeah.
4: where people were so just over the edge, like it was, it was beyond dramatic at that time. N- nobody knew enough about COVID to even look one way or the other. People were just terrified. So I think you made a great decision to not, you know, further that fear. And no matter what side you're on. Yeah, I try
0: to keep things down the middle, and we certainly on this show right. we always have because we will, will let any. We've actually been accused of letting people come on that are just a little bit too nuts.
4: We've had Jesus on. Oh.
0: we did. Okay. We, we we did. We had not only we have Jesus, we have the reincarnated Roswell alien. Okay. So, I think
4: Jesus was worse.
0: Well, Jesus I think that
4: was the only night that I I, I might have raised my voice what? and thrown things.
3: All because of his Brooklyn accent? No, <laughs> no it wasn't even that. I think that was it. I think you
4: were sitting next to me and I was throwing yeah, things around the I studio. Was, I like, remember. I was it was I when know. I wasn't even pregnant at that time and I was mad.
0: We we lost our faith in in Jesus. We did. <laughs> we lost our faith when he said he was that the the world was ending and he was forming his own country. And he was only going to let certain people come and be part of this country. And also they were paying for the privilege of being part of this country. And, but he was going to be very selective about who could come in and who couldn't. And I said, well, gee, that's not very Jesus-like of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's the only time we've hung up on somebody. Wasn't
4: he offering a cash reward for anybody that could prove that he wasn't Jesus?
0: I don't remember. Something crazy like Something's that. Something crazy, Because yeah. I was
4: looking to cash in after that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get those two hours back. <laughs> I was not okay with that. But I'll debate theology with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I will talk. I've, I've done enough traveling, enough digging into other people's cultures and religions and everything else. Like, I will have a healthy conversation. He, he wouldn't it was, go there. It was
0: just supposed to be a light, fun, it close not, to Christmas type of show. It was before
4: Christmas on top of it. You booked him right, like, the week of Christmas. So,
0: because originally <laughs> I was going to have this guy who does a show out of Chicago called The Jesus Christ Show. And he's a pastor who goes on and pretends to be Jesus or, you know, I mean, everybody's in on the joke. They know that he's not, but he tries to take phone calls and and talk to people as if he feels Jesus would talk to them. And I asked him if he would come on and be our guest. And he said, well... I feel like this shtick works for my show but I feel like if I started doing it in other places it would it, then it would really get blasphemous yeah. so I, I respected his opinion and I just happened to get an email or found an email about this guy I think his name was Richard Brown I don't remember and, uh, and he claimed to be the reincarnated Jesus and I was like well this is gold <laughs> like the crazier the claim the more it fun the bad. show it can be but yeah it, it was terrible let's
2: let a schizoid be on the show
0: <laughs> yeah. well that that was kind of what happened in <laughs> yeah. some other interviews that we had we had I won't I won't say anything. There was one person who came on that had a very crazy claim. And it turns out that this person has, um, some, some issues. I would
2: assume if anyone thinks there's somebody like that delusions. Yeah. And Either they're that, or they're running a cult. Who knows? There's, there was some <laughs>
4: other ones too, that I was like really sitting here like, Oh wow. Okay. All right. You know, and like, get me out of here. And
0: you, and, and, and I'm sure <laughs> it pops into your heads as you're talking to people. Like you have to think to yourself, like, am I getting a great show here or am I playing into somebody's delusions here and and I'm not helping their mental health? We had a conversation about that
2: with the guest.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Um, He
2: was like, uh, you better be nice. I'm like, I'm going to be nice. Yeah. I
1: try if we have somebody on like that, I try my, I never want to offend them. You know, um, I don't try not to have anybody on like too controversial, but every once in a while, like we'll have somebody on and uh, what they're coming on about is like a little bit more out there and everything. And it's like one of those things where I was like, if I was a casual person and I'm not familiar with paranormal or supernatural, I'm going to be like, I think this person might be a little crazy. Um, Have you ever considered you were crazy? And I would never like ask that. (laughs) I want to be as nice as possible. And I want to hear what they have to say about it.
0: You know, I've I've always taken the approach to to a fault. Sometimes people get upset with this, this outlook, but the way I've always handled it is just let the person tell their story mm. and let the audience make up the decision, uh, make up their mind. Right. And my job is really just to ask the questions that the audience would want to ask if they were the ones interviewing this person. That's yeah. the way that I've always looked at it. It's not, it's not up to me to pass judgment. And if I do, like if I do offer my opinion, I'll tell people outright, like, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that this guy isn't really Jesus, but there's right. a chance that maybe he is, <laughs> you know, but I try to let people, you know, make up their own minds And and more often than not, I find that the audience doesn't care. Mm. Like they don't, it doesn't matter to them if the person is telling the truth or not. They're, they're just entertained by, by the guest and they're entertained by their story.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had the, uh, supposed Chicago flying humanoid reach out to me via Twitter. Oh, uh, said he doesn't do, uh, or she, uh, doesn't do uh, actual like live interviews either phone or via recording to maintain like the sense of mystery, but would be happy to send me any questions I had back through email. And I was like, but you have email. I was like, that's interesting. You're the Chicago flying humanoid and you have email. This is great. Um, I've yet to send any questions over to this uh, being, but It's very interesting. Yeah. That's the fun
0: of this job. You know, that's, that's the fun part is when you, you don't know exactly what's going on and it, and it, gets your interest level because mm-hmm. as you do, as uh, I know that you're early in the, in the run of, of unrefined, but as you do more and more shows, yeah. you're going to get jaded by things yeah, and you're going to say, ah, like, I don't want to cover this topic again. I, I've, or I have already done that. I've
1: already become yeah. jaded by, um, haunted dolls. I don't oh, want anybody okay. on to talk no. about haunted dolls anymore. We um,
2: follow way <laughs> too many of them. On our instagram account i'm like why is there so many haunted dolls yeah well it was, on so when
1: we first started doing when we first started diving into paranormal and supernatural stuff i was like oh my god like i want to have so many different <laughs> guests on and everything and i had reached out to these people who had had a haunted doll and they were like getting pretty famous for it and they were featured on i think they were featured on like a discovery plus show or something like that and i was going to try and have them on and then like the more and more i saw what they were doing with it I saw that it was literally just like a cash grab. Like I saw that they were just trying to make money off of something and I was like, no, like I don't believe it. And then if you do a search, we did a show on this, if you just search on eBay and you just put the word haunted in, mm-hmm. you haunted anything, haunted CD player, haunted this. And it's like, there's no haunted facts behind it at all. Haunted right.
2: dolls and it's so ridiculous. I'm like, go to their shop and see that they have Fifty dollars yeah. listed. Give me a break.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's how that's how the Divot Box story started. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. the Divot Box, yeah. Which, you know, it turns out there's not a lick of truth to it. That but. is
1: that's that story is crazy. I, I love that story though.
0: but yet at the same time the story isn't true but then there are people who are like, but I have one too, but I have one too and right. not every I don't think that everybody's making that up either yeah I think that you know you put the the idea out there and then it does kind of create some of these ghosts um, I, I was I was uh, speaking to there's a group called the Saturday Club. Uh, that meets at the the Wamsutta Club down in downtown New Bedford. They meet once a month and it's a group of, you know, older women and they get together and they have a luncheon and they mm-hmm. usually have a guest speaker each time. And so I've had the the pleasure of talking to them a number of times. They wanted to talk about Lizzie Borden this time. So I got up there and I started off by saying, well, listen, not every ghost is a disembodied soul. Sometimes we just make them up in our own minds. And I could see people like kind of like oh god this is not what i was expecting it was going to be it's like no don't worry it doesn't mean that the stuff isn't happening Yeah, <laughs> it just means it's not a dead person's soul that's causing it yeah and uh, it, it's it's funny how much these these stories is out there as they sound like there's always those little kernels of truth that just keep us hooked in just enough yeah what what has been uh, you know as you've been looking through uh some of the different haunted places that you want to feature what has been kind of a recurring theme that you see in any of these places because you said a lot of them are in are in upstate New York do you see like commonalities and similarities in those hauntings
1: um yeah a lot of the places were like old uh, some somehow an old medical facility in some way uh a lot of them were places where people went for tuberculosis and stuff like that which i think seems to be a very common theme with a lot of haunted locations but especially some of the ones that we have Uh, been looking at. Um, Another common theme recently has been the people that we've had on are buying places uh, for reasons that I think are really cool. Um, One woman we had on owns the old hospital on College Hill and she bought it because uh, she was born in that hospital. And basically the town was just going to like destroy it. And it's like a historical building. And so her and her partner bought it. And they started restoring it, and now they have people come in and do investigations and stuff like that. But it was because she had, like, a close personal tie, which I think is really— And her grandmother died at the hospital. Yeah, and her grandmother died at the hospital, and uh, she's trying to, like, reach out and try and somehow make contact. And I thought that was really cool. And another person we had on bought a venue in St. Louis because they wanted to have a place for their friends who they do Renaissance fairs with to have a place to— come and perform and do things like that. And at the same time, she's very into paranormal and she's into the St. Louis paranormal like scene and everything. And she's like a tour guide for their other haunted locations. She wanted a place where people could come together and do other events and more investigations and try and open up things for, for everybody. I I thought that was really cool because it's like you guys were saying before, like sometimes people open these things for the wrong reasons, you know? So I, I like when people do it for the right thing.
0: We, we did a, we did an event at a place in Worcester it was a mansion that a, a young woman bought. Like she was in her early twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, you know, I don't know where she gets her money from, but she bought this this building, and it was a beautiful building. Yeah, and she was she had all kinds of like she had a very much a, an ADD approach to what she was going to use it for. Sometimes it was you know for stand up comedy. Mm. Sometimes it was for a speakeasy. Uh, she had bands sometimes, sometimes they had like poker nights, like it was all different kinds of things that would go on. Yeah. But like, I find that those places, the people who are buying things because they want to have a new concept in a historic building, like you can, it it seems like the ghosts appreciate that Mm -hmm. and that they, they want to come out and they help them with this extra revenue stream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Of course, the downside of it is if you become known so much for the paranormal, it's like people don't want to come to your, you know, your speakeasy night unless they're going to go and encounter ghosts too. So it's like, okay, we're coming to have some drinks and yeah, we wore the 1920s gear, but we're also going to go sneak over there with our EMF detectors and see what we can find. Yeah, absolutely. Mm Well, we're going to take a break here coming up in in just a few moments. While while we're taking that break, let everybody know where they can find Unrefined if they want to go and check it out and start downloading it during the news.
1: Uh, You know, we're available on all the different podcasts that uh, platforms that you can get to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Spreaker. uh, We're on Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, like all the different spots, as well as you can follow us on our Instagram page. You can follow us on our YouTube channel, too. So.
0: And and you have a Patreon for people to sign up for if they want we, to support you.
1: Yeah, if you head over to our Instagram page, all the links are there in our in our bio, so you can get to everything.
0: What what is what is the difference between what you put out for free and what you put out for Patreon?
1: Well, for free, I mean, is just audio. Patreon is video, and then we do bonus episodes on there too. Uh, that usually consists of us doing
0: shots and asking <laughs> silly questions, so
1: it's really entertaining.
0: That's very good. Down, I know that you're you're both. You know, big into superheroes and yes. and Star Wars and things yes. like that. Do you do you cosplay on your on your Patreon?
1: No, we don't. We've talked about it because Mitra does awesome cosplay. She really does. And uh, we've thought about doing stuff like that, but we have not dove into it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, listen, people that are listening right now, yeah. you want to go and subscribe and tell them that that's why you're subscribing to their Patreon because you want to see some of the awesome cosplay. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, We've got one cosplayer in here that's, you know, just dresses up as Bigfoot all the time. <laughs> so, uh, also during the break too, if uh, if you want to go, and as I said, go and download all of their stuff. But if you want to check out some of the events that we do have coming up, if you go to spookysouthcoast.com, you'll see those there. As we're talking about these historic, uh, you know, these historic renovations that we try to do and, and trying to help these historic spots. Uh, I'm very proud of all the work that we've done. You know, getting to go and talk to the Saturday Club today. In the haunted Wamsada mansion. Thanks uh, for the, the James Arnold mansion. Well, you can join the Saturday Club. I could. Would you have had the French meat pie or the baked stuffed sole? I don't know. See, that's why I didn't invite you. Because I figured lunch wouldn't appeal to you. Either don't choice. be mean. I know, I know, you're, I know you what you like. I you know, know what you like.
4: I would have come and just listened.
0: They didn't have any chicken tenders on the menu. So you're I'm so mean it. to me. They were all out of ranch dressing.
4: <laughs> we were clearly siblings in a past life,
0: <laughs> but uh, you know. But you get to go and you get to explore these these places, and you realize like there there's a lot of people that are just wanting to keep history alive, and so that's what we try to do with the different events that we do as well. So you can see that at spookysouthcoast.com if you go there. And you can click on the events tab. Uh, so we are going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, I want to get more into like what interests you in the paranormal world. Uh, we'll get into some really in-depth talk topics. We'll talk about hauntings. We'll talk about aliens. I think, uh, you know, Stephanie will kind of get a little bit upset when we start talking about aliens and abductions. Yes. But we'll get into some of that. We'll talk some cryptids as well. And we'll talk about some of the mysteries that they do talk about on Unrefined. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more Spooky South Coast coming up in just a few seconds after the news. Don't go anywhere. we're number two of spooky south coast it's tim stephanie Moniz, and we have with us bj and mitra of unrefined they're here with us talking about their podcast and they actually there's some exciting things that are happening with this uh a big announcement you've been teasing this bj mm-hmm. that you're going to make this big announcement so i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot now and say let us know what's happening what's the big news all
1: right so the the big news for us is that um Our podcast, we've only been going for a year, but we're now going to be available um, for video episodes that I'm editing on Paranormal TV. Um, It's a new channel that you can go to paranormal.tv and you can figure out where it is for you. But if you have a Roku device, you can just download the channel and see it streaming. Our show is going to start airing there um, at 930 on Friday nights, um, starting on April 29th. So that's where people will be able to check us out. Um, and then, you know, hopefully if they like us there, maybe they can download some episodes of the podcast and yeah, it'll be really dope. fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds pretty easy to, to figure out. So, again, you just download the, the it's an app that you put on the Roku device.
1: Yeah. If you So if you want to get it on the Roku, you can just download it through there. And then they're working on getting it on Amazon Fire Stick as well. So it'll be available in a number of places that you can stream it, but it is an over-the-air television network too. So, like they, you, if it's in your area, like I know, like they've got a station in Boston, they've got one in Albany where I am, they have one in San Antonio where me is from. I know that they have one in St. Louis and a couple of other ones around the country as well. So it's uh, going to be available a bunch of different places.
0: And, and you know, I love the idea of people being able to create their own content and then finding a way to feed it out for, cuz for so long it's been everything's controlled by certain people mm. and you as Stephanie was saying before like you know the tv shows people have to they they have an identity that's built into that and the Then they want to just see another copy of that because that was successful for somebody. So now they want to find somebody else that they think can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the streaming capabilities now have turned turned everything wide open so that you can do things with your own vision – And people are going to be supportive of that vision and you can try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you'll know because you'll, I'm sure they'll tell you, you know, what kind of viewership you're getting. So you'll know what people, what topics people like and what ones they don't, as opposed to, you know, with a television show where ratings come into play and it could just be, well, uh, you know, we got a very low rating. Well, did the show suck or was it because we were up against something else? You know, when you're, when you're doing it this way, you really get a pulse of what the people want. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and speaking of what people want you know we were talking in the first hour about some of the the topics that you have covered but I want to kind of get into a little bit of your own background and your own interest in different paranormal topics uh, so the the first question I know you said that you had success talking about the the UFO documents that were released with the podcast but that wasn't what got you interested in the subject matter to begin with
1: no um honestly like so for me like what really got me into paranormal stuff was, one with working with you years ago and then kind of like listening and seeing what you were doing on spooky south coast because i'm like i'm not the type of person like i don't like to be scared i don't like anything <laughs> scary Jump or spooky. scares are not my yeah, thing yeah no, no i can't do it um so i always like i never i wasn't like into horror movies or scary movies or anything like that but i've always been uh big into history and wh- i visited a old mansion in albany where i am and they told me that it was haunted and they started telling me some of the stories and that there was a local paranormal group that was there. And it was like their home base for investigations and everything. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, so they just come here and they sit in the dark and they try to talk to like this guy. I was like, this is really cool. Like I have only seen that on TV. I didn't realize people were going out and just like doing it for fun. Um, and then I became friends with my friend, Steve Bro, um, who does events all around the Northeast and everything like that, where he goes to locations, but he is primarily focused on a jail in Washington County in upstate New York. And he <laughs> brought me to one of them and he had me do the investigation with him. And that was so eye-opening. Like that was amazing. Like the things that I was like, the experiencing and everything. And like, I will say this, like not once did I feel scared. Like it was like an exciting feeling. It was, really just like eye-opening as to like like what this world is and everything like that um and then you know years later starting on refined and like kind of like diving into it Mitri, i think you your paranormal experience like you had actual like paranormal like experiences that got you
5: right well i
2: was always into it and my son he was four years old at the time and we were watching everything he was like into it at four and we watched like fact or faked all the time and ghost adventures and everything and he loved it and mm-hmm. he wasn't scared but um our neighbor's husband died and we started getting activity in our house. And my younger son, who was like two and a half at the time, um, said he saw somebody in his room. He said, I see a man in my room with black hair. And I was like, okay, you know, it freaked me out. We had some other activity happen in the house. Um, One of the things that really scared me is one night, the bathroom light was flicking on and off and on and off. And I was like, oh, the kids are playing with the lights. So I go over there, I look in the hallway and the bathroom lights just going on and off and there's no way anyone could be in there without me seeing them in the hallway. And I'm like, Oh man, it's the neighbor. <laughs> it <was> the neighbor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I had to go check on the kids and I had to walk by the, the bathroom and I'm just like, I literally put my hand up to my face and I said, go away as I walked by. Cause I was like, I don't want to see anything in that bathroom. I don't want to see it. So I didn't see anything. And then a few weeks later, um, uh, we have this boxed balance that was over our the kitchen sink and everybody was upstairs and it just crashed into the middle of the the kitchen. And we were just all looking around like, what was that noise? Go downstairs and see this huge boxed balance just like in the middle of the kitchen. And I'm like, that's insane. How did that get there? There's no way. I mean, the thing is heavy and it was held in by like three brackets. That was like impossible just to pull off. I mean, I had a hard time putting it back on. And then I was just trying to debunk it. I'm like flipping out and stuff because we have cats. The cats were upstairs with me, but I was like, well, maybe they weren't. Maybe they were pawing at something. So I'm like flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. I'm like, no, there's no way this is coming off, you know? And and it was just that it just freaked me out. And then I learned after that that my neighbor, because we would talk, but I would be, her husband had like literally just died. I was like, there's no way I'm bringing this up to her. I can't do that, you know? Yeah. I found out later, like a few years later, she was also having activity at the same time in her house. Her cousin saw a full apparition of him, like in the hallway and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. She's like, you should have told me. I was like, you should have told me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's crazy. So it's really interesting. And my son, even I went to the obituaries on, um, online and I told my two and a half year old, I was like, show me which one of these is the man. And he picked him out and he hadn't like interacted with them. I was like, oh man, that's creepy. It's real
0: creepy. So um, uh, having real life experiences of your own helps in talking to other people who are sharing their experiences with you because you can kind of, you you know, not necessarily commiserate with them, but you can, you have, you understand, you have an empathy for what, what it is that they go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, We, we have a lot of people who, you know, when they, when they call in and share their experiences, whether they're guests, whether they're callers, you know, they always start off with, you're going to think I'm crazy. And, and I always had to say, well, we've been doing this for 16 years. Like you're probably not crazy or maybe you are, but it doesn't change the fact that you have this experience, but people still start every, you know, every share of their story with that. Even though they're coming to a place that we talk about those things all the time. It's just the way that people feel about those experiences.
1: Right. And one of the things that I've tried to like emphasize is to like normalize that because if somebody's having an experience in something like Well, you're not that person so who are you to say that that experience is well that's what we
2: always say we say it's real to them yeah so even though we had somebody on that we were like i was like i I don't think they are like mentally well i was like but it's their experience they're experiencing it it's real to them therefore it's real they're not doing anything to hurt anyone so it's real you
3: weren't there we weren't there so we can't say exactly right
0: and and It's something that I've had to go through with having abduction guests and people who have gone through, you know, alien abductions and, you know, Moniz has shared his own experiences with us here and, and I know him and I trust him and, you know, but you just hear this stuff and you're like, I don't know if my mind is ready to believe those kind of things actually happen. But I've, I've, I've had people come on my, my other show where it's, it's been three straight hours of them just talking about their experience. And you say to yourself, well, nobody has... Nobody's created that much of a story. Right. Like, if they're coming on and they're telling that level of detail, and then they're going on other shows and they're telling the same story and it never really wavers, mm. you can tell when somebody's making something up and they just want to impress you because they'll, if they don't get the rise out of you that they expect, they'll start embellishing even more. But when somebody's telling that same story from place to place to place, it, it kind of, you know, resonates with me like they're, they're telling their truth. They're yeah. telling what actually happened to them.
1: Right. Uh, we, we just recently got to talk with uh, the couple that is running the first year ever uh, Withville UFO Festival um, down in Withville, Virginia. And it's, um, it's really kind of a cool event that is celebrating like a big anniversary of this UFO activity that happened there and the guy he actually had an experience when he did it and his like you know it's like you said like his experience was it wasn't like it was so detailed or anything he was like i was bringing groceries into my house and i saw all these crazy lights in the air and it lasted for a long time and i had no way to explain it um and it was right around the same time that like other people were experiencing that kind of activity in the area too so like now they're just kind of like all gathering like 30 something years later Kind of share experience, and they're having some people speak on it and everything, and it's just really cool to get people people in the same room together that can kind of share that kind of experience with each other.
0: It it, it is. That's one of the things that has been a benefit of, you know, the 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 glut of paranormal programming is that it's made it become more acceptable for people to talk about these things. Yeah. Uh, They they turn on the radio, they download the podcast, they watch TV. Uh, In the case of you know, if you've had UFO experiences or abduction experiences, the fact that all these stories are coming out in the news now mm. and they're being handled in a serious manner, as opposed to just being the, the news anchors in the last two minutes of the newscast at 1130 saying, well, uh, farmers said aliens <laughs> came down and took his cows. Yeah. And and so now it's, it's become much more. I mean, I guess the word should be accepted. It's not quite accepted, but it's tolerated. Mm -hmm. People are willing to listen to those stories now. And whereas, you know, I was kind of relegated to talking about this stuff on Saturday nights here. Now with my daytime program, we spent two days this week talking about UFOs because of the story that came out in the sun. So Mm -hmm. and people don't call in and say, why are you talking about this stuff? It isn't real. They're calling in and saying, well, let me tell you about what happened to me one time. And but the downside of it is there's people who have waited all these years to tell their story and they're just only now comfortable with telling it. So think of what they've gone through for all those years of having to live with this and and nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm
1: hypocritical about that kind of thing too, because like, I want people to tell the stories and everything and I believe them and everything but then when somebody like uh, Demi Lovato comes out and they say that they've had this UFO experience I don't know why it just really just turns me off because you just, just
2: don't like her yeah
1: I don't know why I don't know why I just had like a, such a huge problem with that I was like come on guys I was like this is just uh, Discovery or whoever it was is just trying to like use her in order to push something out there
0: Like. well uh, generally, I don't get too upset when the celebrities get involved in this. I think yeah. it, I think it helps. So we had, uh, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with wrestling, but we had Lita on from the uh-huh. WWE. Yes, and she talked about her paranormal experiences. She was out there chasing UFOs uh, for for a show she was doing, and she was telling us about her own encounters and all of that. And 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 for the most part, we've seen uh, there's been a number of celebrities who aren't. Paranormal celebrities who have come forward and shared their experiences or wanted to take part in things, uh, you know Scott Zolak, the former Patriots quarterback, is mm. still trying to get me to take him out on a ghost hunt. <laughs> but like these, we see people like lending their voice to it.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, Demi Lovato is a little bit of a different circumstance because she has had so many mental health issues. Yeah. That I was a little bit concerned about how they were handling that. That show, and I never watched the show because. Yeah, I know, didn't either. So. Whole different, whole different thing. I mean, it
4: was just like a four episode special on Peacock anyways. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be like a long-term thing, but Vanessa Hudgens just talked about her first paranormal experience and her, um, her first paranormal investigation on the Kelly Clarkson show the other day. (laughs) But she was actually featured reading the ghost hunting magazine that Amy Bruni and Adam Berry put out.
0: So And, and, and she was, you know, she wasn't just sharing like a ghost story. She's been out actively looking yeah. for it.
4: Yep. She has equipment, she has everything and she's just and really into she,
0: it. She was describing like, she was like, oh, so yeah, we, we have a spirit box and the spirit box yeah. is doing this, like she knew all the stuff. And I, and I think it's probably more of a hobby for, for more people than we realize. Mm-hmm. But then you also have those who are just trying to, you know, suck off the fame of, of what this can bring. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Steve Huff. I am not. Oh, we're okay. going there. So avoid this guy at all costs. Uh, we chances can make
4: you a list of avoiding. Okay.
0: <laughs> so this is a guy who uh, you know created one of these spirit boxes, which is really just a a, a broken guitar amp that lights up and looks really cool. Yeah. And uh, and he he is the guy who claims to get in contact with every celebrity that dies, like within 24 hours of them dying. Like they all reach out to him because he's apparently the best. Okay, And people have broken down his videos and said, you know, this is the exact clip that they took he took this from he's just taking this youtube clip of the celebrity running it through his processor so it sounds different and then playing it back and uh, you know anybody that comments about him negatively on youtube he deletes the comment and blocks him from being able to comment and it's just it's it's really it's poorly handled and it's so obvious what he does because when a celebrity dies what happens people run to youtube and start looking up videos of them so he's you know, jumping on that trend yeah. and using that to bring himself in money and views. And it's just, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And he has a following of people that follow him and do it. But it's funny because it, there are people who are in the paranormal that die. And then he tries to contact them. Mm. And the people who knew these people would say like, he'd be the last person in the world they would ever talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what really, what really aggravated people was when, so he got a lot of attention at first for Robin Williams. That was like the first one that he yeah. really kind of got attention for. But then not long after that, there was a couple that was involved in the paranormal that uh, yeah. it turned into a murder suicide and it was you know it was not a pleasant situation. Yeah. Well he claimed to have been in contact with them and people that knew them said they would not have talked they hated that guy and why would they reach out to him? They would talk to us first. And so that kind of made me realize what he was all about then. So just you, you got to be careful. Sometimes things sound too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, as we've learned, you you want to be responsible with the platform that you have and with yeah. and the audience trusts you.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's cool what you said about Vanessa Hudgens, though, mm-hmm. like that she's going out and she's kind of like doing the same thing that like, you know, like we're doing and everything, you know, she's mm-hmm. just trying to like figure things out and everything like that. And that's why I always like thought it was really cool. Like at first I thought it was weird because I didn't understand it about um like when Tom DeLonge decided to like leave Blink-182, but now I see like the things that he's doing and it's like, he's not doing it for like recognition or fame or anything he's doing it because he believes in it and he wants mm. to prove things with it and i think that that's that's really cool
4: it's oh. just a passion for a lot of people or yeah. a huge curiosity i mean we're all sitting here right now on a saturday night instead of like out doing things that other people our age should be doing on a saturday night you know sleeping. like i mean exactly. i would right. be sleeping that's, but you know <laughs> yeah, i think most of us would be maybe young. friends would be out you know having a drink or dinner or what whatever like friends social friends life
0: you <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know just we're sitting here talking about ghosts because that's what we love we, yeah. we of a curiosity we have a passion i know i've been to um a giant comic-con in san antonio texas and i was just sitting there trying to eat whatever they had in the green room for lunch like mm. my boyfriend and i were just sitting there just eating like we're starving like at this point we're just like whatever yeah. whatever is here i don't care what it is like just give me food and all of a sudden people started sitting at the table around us like this big round table and we're like we're like the two losers at lunch that like nobody wants to sit with, right? Like we don't know all these A-list celebrities uh-huh. and like it was a horror one. It was like a Halloween special. And all of a sudden like the seats started to fill up around us of like like the biggest names that are at this thing. We're like, why are these people sitting with us? There's like all these other empty tables. And then one of them finally pipes up because they all know each other. They do this together all the time. They're like, you guys are the ghost people, right? <laughs> like, yep. And so like we couldn't even eat because people are like, so tell me about this. And like one guy got heated. Yeah. and was, like, really, like, debating, like, the existence of ghosts and UFOs with us. And we're like, dude, I just want to eat my food. Mm-hmm. Like, But they were just as curious as everybody else. We had a, one of the, the girls from... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. She's done a million things. Like she's well known. Was like, hey, you guys like history, right? Like, yep. Like ghosts. Can I go to the Alamo with you? (laughs) Like, yeah. So we walked to the Alamo together. Yeah. And like, it's just it's funny because you don't expect people to be really into what it is that you do, and all of a sudden, like, you find out like somebody has a question. Everybody always has a question. Yeah. And I think that's why like I love doing what I do, but I could talk about what I do forever because people actually want to hear, and they feel better when somebody else actually has an interest as well.
0: Yeah. And. One, you know, when we're talking about some of these celebrities that get involved in this too, like one person who's come under fire for it is Stormy Daniels. Yes. Because she's been very out there about it. And of course the the, the lawsuit that she had against Michael Avenatti, he actually used her belief in the paranormal mm-hmm. against her in court. He right. And tried to say this is why she's, you know, an unreliable witness and an unreliable um, um, plaintiff. So she's gone through a lot of slings and arrows. And then our friends just booked an event with her as one of the, you know, one of the guest investigators and they were getting killed by people. Like how can you, you know, how can you uh, do an event with a, with a porn star and how can you, you know, uh, take on somebody who treated Donald Trump that way and all that. It's like, because she's a paranormal investigator. Yeah. And because she's serious about this, I, I interviewed her for three hours and I came away fully believing that she has a serious interest in this. Something happened in her life. She described it on the show. It, it changed her outlook and it became what the path she had to follow. And we've yeah. all gone through that. Right. You know, we've all said at some point, like, this this is calling to us enough that this is where we have to go. As you said, you know, with, your, with Unrefined, mm. there was a moment where you said this is the, the path that we have to
3: follow. Yeah. Well, there's no such thing as a professional paranormal investigator. <laughs> we all point. come from a different background.
5: Yeah. Right.
3: We, we all got to come from somewhere. What precludes, you yeah. know, somebody from being a, a famous actor having a you know paranormal experience you know some paranormal experiences are happening to everybody yeah and it doesn't make a difference you know what you do for work right you know some celebrities i'm risking my career if i talk about this Mm -hmm. some of them you know are brave enough to you know stand out when i was working with Bud hopkins there was one abductee that's a fairly well-known actress that came out and said you know and I can say her name because I know her, Fran Drescher. Okay. Mm. So she's an abductee. It's mm. actually how she met her husband. Mm. So, long story short, she made that public, and she never backed away from it. You know, although there are some other actors that would, you know, love to share their story, but they're too afraid. Well, because,
4: Hollywood is tough. Well, yeah, yeah it's yeah.
3: cutthroat. Because mm-hmm. it's just like what they did with Stormy Daniels or what have you. I want that role. Well, I'll talk to the producer. Well, right. she's nuts because she does this. Yeah. I, I deserve the role before her.
4: Right, and I mean, Stormy, I think, took a different route just because she's heavily involved in a political mess. Yeah. I think that's what's what's hurting the entire situation. But I think... Well, also, she was a
3: landmine in the field of landmines.
4: I, was, I wasn't going there. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just think, given that the... The world that we're living in right now. I mean, we've heard forever, too. Like, don't talk about religion and politics, no yep. matter where you go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have never shared my political views on social media ever, um, not on the radio ever, because no matter what I do, I'll lose half my audience. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just reality. You know, it's like a storefront. You want everybody to walk through and you want everybody to feel comfortable doing that. So when you have an affiliation one way or the other, you're going to have people that are going to come out against you just because that's what the world is like right now. Whether it's, do you believe in aliens or not? Do you prefer this president or that president? It just doesn't matter. So, you know, you're brave either way, but there are things things that you have to stay away
0: from. I use use the Michael Jordan line Mm -hmm. when, when they asked him why he wouldn't support the Democratic candidates. Uh, that were running, he said, because Republicans buy sneakers, too.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but it's true. And
0: and I, you know, that's, what What do you gain from, and that's, I try to keep this show apolitical. I have yeah. to talk politics in my other show, mm-hmm. but, like, what do you really gain if it takes away from the message of what you're trying to present? Mm-hmm. And and I think that that happens sometimes with, with some of those celebrities.
1: We've lost listeners already because we won't, um, we because we, we will say something about, like, oh, well, we couldn't do this because of the pandemic and stuff like that, and everything. And then they'll come at us on social media and been like, but it wasn't real. And I'll be like, what? Like, I, like, I can't say, like, I'm not going to get into a debate with you about that or anything like that. But we then don't they don't like won't.
2: to be political either. Yeah, political. and we, I don't
1: want to debate that with anybody. But if I don't say and tell them that, yes, because I've covered conspiracies on the show, that I think that it was fake. Then they don't listen anymore, and mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me. Yeah,
4: but you don't need those type of listeners anymore. Yeah. right.
0: It's exactly. <laughs> I've started just telling people to stop listening. Yeah. Like, like, nope. You don't belong here. This isn't for you. Because right. it's,
4: it's again, it's one of those things. Like they're looking for a fight, and yeah. like you just want the middle of the road person. That doesn't matter what they believe in. They just enjoy the content.
3: Mm-hmm. Trolls are trolls.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: One
4: one trolls thing.
0: Trolls are you, trolls. Try to avoid if you haven't covered it already. The flat earthers. Oh, oh yeah. No. no, that
2: was that was that on was our one list of the things yeah. like. uh what was it? It was Flat Earthers, 9 yeah. 11, COVID stuff. Yeah. And uh, weather stuff, climate Oh, change. yeah, yeah, yeah. We like climate change.
1: Yeah, all that stuff. We just, like, we're well, like, no, YouTube, I'm not going to touch YouTube it. YouTube
2: was like, we had one climate video, but it wasn't even anything. And they, like, no, it was the Pizzagate one.
1: Oh, yeah. They
2: took that one down, and we were literally making fun of it.
1: Yeah. They <laughs> and were, they were just like, no. Content. And I'm
2: like, Okay, fine and then just what was it friday we got another video removed it wasn't even like it was it was unlisted and it was just we were talking about bill gates and conspiracies and we just mentioned in passing that people thought that he was backing the vaccine and having it microchipped or whatever i called them dummies bj said it's not true yeah and they yanked the video yeah and so i appealed it and i said okay youtube did anyone actually watch this video Was it just triggered? Did you see that I referred to them as dummies and my co-host said it was not true? Um, and said, and I said, and then you took the video down. So the only thing I can conclude is that YouTube supports COVID conspiracies
0: because <laughs> they <laughs> took
2: it down. It's well, just trigger words. Is yeah, what yeah,
0: the bots, the boss that are yeah. scanning it, they don't know the difference, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. But, it's an algorithm. But I That's know, but it,
2: it, it went to appeal. So you would think at the you, appeal yeah, that, would that it would somebody would, pay. Somebody somebody would, would say, really well, look well, at it. it out. The yeah. appeal
3: is supposed to be a human
0: Yeah, but it
2: clearly was not. Nobody watched it. Yeah.
0: The yeah. appeal bot says yeah. uh, wh- one of the, one of the things that I've noticed about the flat earth discussion is it's a 15 minute discussion that they're always trying to expand to two or three hours. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. usually you can shoot holes in everything they're saying pretty quickly. Uh, so I, I agreed to do one flat earth show on midnight society. I said, I'll do it one time and that's it. Mm. So you better bring me the best person to, to talk about it. Cause I'm never doing it again. And, uh, and so my producer found somebody who was supposedly pretty good and when we started getting into it, I, I was just like, oh, how do you know that any of this is true? And then the response was, how do you know it's not true?
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And
0: then, so I was like, all right, well, that's 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 all that you have for ammunition.
4: Yeah, Cameras and, and, from space. Mm-hmm.
0: The, well, I said, you know, I watch the ISS app on my phone all the time. I'm obsessed with it. I love why I get an alert. It says the sun is rising over the ISS. Watch yeah. now. Yeah. And I'm like, I see the curvature of the earth. It's a fisheye lens. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he had a he had a stupid response for everything, and I, I just, I couldn't buy that into it. It gives me no hope. Why do the people want to believe that so badly? Like, I don't like, get it. Like, what does it matter? Because right? they
4: just want to be
1: right. Yeah, I guess that's true. But,
4: like, they have conventions.
1: Right.
3: Yeah.
4: What do you talk about at a flat earth convention?
2: <laughs> oh, flat <laughs> Not earth. Not falling earth. off, I don't
3: know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, listen, how do we keep cats from pushing listen,
4: everything was, off the I was, edge? I going <laughs> to say that. I going to say, Yeah. They're yeah. not no, they don't push it off. They're scientists. They're testing gravity. Yep.
0: Uh, I, I you actu-
2: it's a
4: game
0: you called made gravity. Me onto something. <laughs> I actually once heard somebody say he's willing to go all around the globe to prove that the earth is flat. Mm. And he was he was not being funny when he said it. I was like, Do you not just realize what yeah. you said? Yep. Uh, the other thing that, that drives me nuts and I've done shows on it from both perspectives, but I'm kind of over the Mandela effect. Mm. Like
4: it's weird though. It, it is, is weird. It is weird. I'm but not okay it, with it.
0: It is weird, the, but it, there's, it's there's, getting
4: to be the same category as aliens for me. There's <laughs>
0: there's nothing really behind it. It's just false memories. It's yeah. mis, it's misremembering things. Mm-hmm.
4: But that's still uncomfortable. That's highly sure. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable,
0: but there's no like larger,
3: you
4: know, things. Well, the
3: problem it. with that Terry, being no is. How do you get a collective of it?
2: Correct. Yeah, it is strange.
0: Because it's it's all things that there's
3: just enough of a difference that people
0: will think one way or the other. Like yeah. So if you ask 50... Are you
3: talking like, is this dress blue or gold? No. The
0: same, well, no, the same kind of idea. Like some people... It, so if I ask 100 people, is there a hyphen between kit and cat on a Kit Kat bar, like half of the people are going mean, to say yes, simple. half of the people are going to say No.
4: Right, that's a simple one. But like the way things were spelled or the way like a logo
2: looked... You can't tell me it was I different. I think the Shazam one was the big one for me. That
3: bothered yeah. me. I watched me. that
5: movie.
3: <laughs> You're not the <laughs> only one. <laughs> that, that is well, one. I remember Sinbad in yes. dressed yes. up in yeah. a yes. type I of turban. Too. I, I And It, it, it never was happened. Yellow. What are you I talking about? Know. And let me... Let, know what's okay, me. hold on. <laughs> Stephanie, yes. would you not agree that his majority of the outfit he was wearing, the color was yellow?
4: Yeah, it was like goldish. Yeah, gold. I was going to say gold.
3: Yeah, okay. So now now, this is what I'm trying to point out. Yeah. How does a collective memory of something that's false happen? Listen, it's on
4: on the matrix somewhere. Yeah. We're in the matrix. Right. Or
3: or, if you take up the quantum end of things, is it parallel universes slowly, you know, bumping into each other and bleeding?
0: Well, how often did uh, you? I'm just often, saying, that's a far more viable sense. theory how, than you how know, often collective did you think mismatch? about the film Shazam starring Sinbad before you heard about the Mandela Effect? Every day of my life.
2: I <laughs> always thought it was weird that there was the two movies that came out at the same time. Yes. And when Shazam came out, the superhero movie yeah. came out, I was like, wasn't there a Sinbad movie that right. was like it? So I Googled yeah. it. And that's when I found the Mandela Effect. And I was like, what are you talking about? I remember this. I'm literally Googling it because I remembered it. Highly uncomfortable. Yeah, highly uncomfortable. I didn't know what the Mandela effect was until I Googled it. Or like Berenstein
4: Bears. Yeah, it's definitely an E. It's not the Bernstein Bears. I watched the show my entire <laughs> no, life.
0: <laughs> see that one, I was quite familiar with because I constantly misspelled it when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I used the e because you know I come from a Jewish family. So to me, it was Bernstein. Right. Yeah. So I I had to like learn that it was stain. I had to like teach myself that. So no. I I had a, I had a memory of going through that process to remember that I was spelling it wrong to begin with. Mm. But you know, there's uh, there's people. I I listened to another talk show host argue about how much she remembered the day that Nelson Mandela died and I was like what are you talking about yeah with the day that he died in prison like no it never happened like how did he become the president of South Africa
2: I don't have that one if
0: he died but that's where I mean that's where the whole thing comes from right Yeah.
2: yeah
3: Like, that's the people who got that t- term because... Unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember when he went to prison.
0: <laughs> right, and and you also remember when he got out of prison.
3: Yes, I do. <laughs> like, yes. He didn't and I remember in prison. when he became president of the South Africa yeah. because and that, then he that was a big thing. Well, then but, he died. Yeah. As yeah. all things do. Yes. yes.
4: Uh, that, like, Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia.
0: I, I, I don't. I don't remember Fruit of the
3: Loom characters that in depth. They definitely had a cornucopia.
4: They had a cornucopia. But yeah. according to Google, it no longer has a cornucopia.
3: Oh, it did at one time. That that was f-
4: They swear it's never existed.
3: Like it's just been a bunch of fruit.
4: Just random fruit.
1: Huh. I swear it was a cornucopia. Now that you're saying it, well, I, I
3: mean, can't get that out of my head. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I mean, I, I wore fruit loom <laughs> most of my life. I do. Yeah. It. There <laughs> was
4: a cornucopia. a cornucopia.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't looking at it logically, I have no idea why a cornucopia would be there.
4: To keep so the fruit, the food. In. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the
0: fruit, but the fruit goes it was in the loom. <laughs> <laughs> did What's
4: Curious George have a tail or not have a tail?
0: <laughs> that no, I knew is no, no. definitely
3: not.
4: True. not I knew, not I knew he no did tail. not have a tail. What? Yeah,
3: definitely did no tail. Did
4: Curious George have a tail?
3: No. That, that because I remember looking at that. Well, how come a monkey doesn't have the tail? Yeah. Yeah. Jiff or because Jiffy? Can... Jiff. There's no Jiffy. Well, Jiffy Pop.
0: Yeah, that's a different.
3: Peanut different butter. type of food. Jif. Oh, Jif or Jiffy. Jiff. It used to be Jiffy. Used
0: no, there to was be. never there was there never was a peanut Jiffy butter called was. Jiffy. No, <laughs> yes. there never was. The peanut the peanut buttery difference and extra crunchy Jiff. I remember that jingle.
4: What about Looney Tunes? What about it? Is it T U N E S or T O O N S? No,
0: it's No, it's T U N E S because it's it's a play off merry melodies. No, I thought it was T O O N S. I thought it was O O N S. Yeah, no, it's
2: T O N S. Because it's Looney, it's like Looney, like L O O N E S. Cartoon, but it's yeah. it's more it it's tunes
0: like songs because before Looney Tunes yeah. they had Merry Melodies and Silly, right. And silly Symphonies. <clears
2: right. <clears <throat> yep.
4: No, it's supposed to be T U N E S, but I remember the T-O-O. opposite. Oh, yeah, I
0: remember yeah. the opposite too. Yep. That's that's funny. Well, you also you're also from the. The uh, Space Jam era. Yes. Yes. So we're older than the Space Jam era. So if you were, if you were of the Space Jam era, they had the Tune Squad, right? Oh. So then it was T O O N. So I think okay. I can understand why people make that correlation. That's
4: true. Yeah. Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer.
0: Mayer. Oscar he, was Mayer. A, he was. a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> it's M A Y E R. Right. Because I know the
4: song. True. But um, but it says because no. your
0: baloney has a name. Yeah. yeah. See. It's, you just learn the jingles. It solves half the Mandela effect problems. Right. Just have every commercial lodged in your brain like I do.
4: But they're saying it's A.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I said.
4: You say M-A-Y-E-R?
0: Yeah, M-A-Y-E-R.
4: Yeah. Everybody believes M-E-Y-E-R.
0: Nope. Just like, just like, by the way, the Wiener mobile, like an Oscar Mayer Wiener, a Wiener is W-I-E-N-E-R. Right. But people always spell E-I- it W E I N E R, like the name would be. Yep.
4: yep. Let's find a good one. Did the Monopoly man have a monocle?
0: No. No.
2: I've- I thought he did have I a thought he did. Yeah.
0: No, he did not.
2: And you know in Ace Ventura, yeah, when nature calls- That's why I thought
0: that yes, too. Yeah. The
2: guy that he says, hits, this is the Monopoly guy, has a monocle. Right. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right. Are you guys
4: Pokemon people? Uh,
2: may, Maybe a little. It Pikachu's tail?
4: Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know he has a lightning bolt-like tail. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but did it have black on it or not?
0: No, I, I, don't, I don't know that much on. about Pokemon. I
4: always remember him having a black tail. Yeah. Yeah, it says no. They lie. Yes, eat fruit alone. cornucopia.
1: Yeah, I remember that a hundred percent. That's what they say. Yeah, no, I remember no, that
3: cornucopia.
1: The yeah, previous one cornucopia.
3: definitely. Definitely.
0: Maybe they felt that the cornucopia was a little too phallic for underwear.
4: Cheese it or cheese its.
0: Cheese it, no s.
1: Yeah, and now because I eat them so often, I know that. But I would have said
4: cheese its like yeah. big time. People swear that there was a z at the end.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would have thought an S before a Z, but it was—I yeah. knew there wasn't either. Yeah,
4: double stuff Oreos—one F or two F.
0: One F. I was
4: gonna say two F. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I always remember it being two. Two.
0: It's yeah. one F because it's it's glori- its glaringly stupid. That's why it sticks out in my mind.
4: I know, but it wasn't before.
0: Hmm.
4: Let's see. What else is there? C three Po. A silver leg or no silver leg.
3: Silver leg, yeah. Always, no,
4: (coughs) not always.
3: No, No, he depends upon the episode. It was sometimes he even has a red arm. (laughs) You may not recognize him because of that, right? Right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Wait, what? Flintstones, two T's or not?
0: No, just one, no, just the
3: one T
4: it says there's two. No.
3: Well, there are two t's in flint stones, but not necessarily. That's what oh,
0: you mean like oh, you mean flint stones. Yeah. Flintstones. Okay. I thought How you is meant how's it spelled? I thought you meant like two t's in the middle is it of the Flintstones
4: word. Like or flint stones. It's
0: well, it's a flint stone.
4: <laughs> I know, but what was the cartoon called?
2: Flint Flint cuz flint cuz it's stone age or right? Yeah. Or whatever. Here we go.
4: What color is chartreuse?
5: I have no
4: idea. Green? I don't know. (laughs) You have to be that one person, right? So it says, do you recall someone telling you that chartreuse is a magenta pink color? My entire life, I used a chartreuse crayon that was magenta pink. It's a shade of green. What? 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 How did you know that? (laughs) I don't know. She's going to go, too. You can be Tim in the parking lot. (laughs) My entire life, it was pink.
3: Yeah. yeah, pinkish purple. Yeah. I only know Almost like colors. the color of your phone.
0: I know uh, primary color. colors and burnt sienna. Burnt sienna, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes. <wrong> <laughs> yep, or uh, Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates.
3: You never know what you're going to get.
4: That's apparently not what was said. I remember life is like a box of chocolates, but he says life was like a box of chocolates.
2: What? I think because movie yeah. quotes get mis- uh, quoted all the time I mean yeah. I know I misquote movie things And then They're like spoofed And then that The spoof is in your head always you Right know? Yeah.
4: I mean That could be said For bad song lyrics too mm-hmm. yeah. um, Mirror Mirror on the Wall What movie is that from? Snow White. Snow White Yeah Doesn't exist
1: What? She doesn't say that?
4: Nope Not at all What? It's supposedly Magic Mirror on the Wall
0: No Well I mean I've never even watched the movie so
4: What? You've never seen
0: Snow White? What is wrong I with I think you? I might have when I was younger, but I was gonna say, Tim, you did you have a child? Um, I I kind of ruined it by watching things I shouldn't have from a very young <laughs> age.
4: Let's see. There's some weird ones in here. Like some really weird ones. Um I don't even know if you'll even know this. Like black eyed peas. Do you know anything about black eyed peas? Like the band or the
0: yeah. food? Okay. <laughs> like the group? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. All right, so
4: their song, Boom Boom Pow, do you remember that one?
0: No, nah, I don't think so.
4: Is anybody? Yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it says um, their hit single, Boom Boom Pow, in 2008, it really came out in 2009. Fergie does not sing, I'm so, I'm so 2008, you're so 2000 and late. She actually says, I'm so 3008, you're so 2000 and late.
1: Wow, no. Mm. I, uh, I remember I 2008. Only, yeah, I only hear 2008 now. I can't hear the other part.
4: I don't remember I don't her know saying 3000 and eight Yeah, I don't
1: either. Don't know the song. That's funny. Remember when Tim said? is like, "I don't like the Mandela effect." <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> Luke, I am your father.
1: Yeah. That's a big that's a big that's one. That's a huge one. Yeah.
4: No. Do you remember that?
0: No, he doesn't say Luke.
1: Yeah. He never says it.
0: He's yeah. Like,
1: no, I am your father.
4: It was such a popular Saying,
2: like, how do you how I did think it, it was just one of those things where it was just misquoted all the time? Yeah, people
0: yeah. people misquote the line, and then the misquoting becomes, mm-hmm. you know, liberty balance effect, print the legend.
4: Mm-hmm. So weird, risky business.
0: What about you it? You must
4: be familiar with risky business, right?
0: I just remember Tom Cruise in his underwear.
4: Oh, never mind then.
0: And Rebecca D.
3: Mornay. Yeah,
4: did yeah. he have sunglasses on or not?
3: He put them on at the end.
4: It, uh. It says no sunglasses. There's so he's wearing.
3: Uh, well, what part? Because
4: during the dancing, scene. Scene. huh? Yeah, the so famous
0: dancing. He's wearing. Oh. So the movie poster is him wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why people would conflate the two. Mm-hmm. Well, he
3: doesn't put the sunglasses on until the very end. When he says, "Well, sometimes you know,", you know yeah, at right, the end of the film. Right, yeah. yeah, I'm
4: trying to come up with some good ones that aren't really movie quotes because
2: there's some some. Uh, there's a the Britney Spears one. I
4: haven't and heard the that. One. Oops!
2: I did it again. Yeah, that she's used to have a headset out on mm-hmm. and then she does it. And in the video, you see her put her hand up as if there used to be a headset there and it's not anymore. And then all these people that used to dress up as her are dressed up in that red latex suit yeah. and they have the headset on. And they're mm-hmm. like, why did everyone dress up with the headset on? But somebody said it was because she did a live performance and she would wear that outfit. She'd have the headset and people were dressing up as her at the live performance. But I remember a headset. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even the Barbie doll of her had... The yeah.
0: Headset. yeah. Maybe, maybe they just went back and removed it from the video later to screw with everybody.
4: Maybe. So. Listen, I'm not convinced that that doesn't happen. Um, Hello, Clarice. It's a pretty famous line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was never said. Bullsh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thankfully, that was never said.
4: Yeah. It says um, we all remember him saying this very famous line, "Hello, Clar- Clarice," or the reality was all that he said was "Good
2: morning."
0: I, I think that's another one of those things where people just started saying it, so people yeah.
2: assume that it was. It was more like some SNL skit or something, and they said it, they used it, and then it just gets repeated over but and over. But it's not to well, make you feel
4: crazy. Well, true. I think, and, and <laughs>
3: not to get into something political here, but they they did that when poking fun at the former governor of Alaska. Mm. When when oh I can see Russia from my house yes and and she really (laughs) didn't say that but people remember the SNL
2: skit right yeah and think she said it
3: yeah yeah
0: and and I think that's because everybody that does a Hannibal Lecter impression that's what they say
2: so people
3: make that well I do remember saying come a little closer Clarice
4: yeah
0: but they
3: he
4: definitely says it creepy at some point (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) I mean I would just go with the you know. The, the, liver, the liver and the nice can'ty, the that beans. Yeah, that That's a line, much better line. That line
4: exists. We are the champions. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Of the world or not of the world.
0: At
1: the one world. at of one point world. in the song. At the very yes. end of the song. Yeah. Well, the, of the world. Also the in game. the middle yeah. too.
4: It says it never happened. It does. No,
1: ha- no way that does happen. It does happen. Yeah. Oh, huge Queen fan. That definitely happened. It's like a, the middle part of the song. He says of the world, yeah. And then at the end of it, it's not the whole song though.
3: No, no, no. But it it does. It it does happen in the song. It is one line. Yeah,
4: Yeah. it says that he only said it one time during the band's famous Wembley Stadium performance,
2: and that's it. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna. I'm. I'm,
2: I listen to that in the car like all the time. I think that may be
3: the issue. Yeah, if you're listening to one track versus another track, you're Mm. used to hearing the live track. Mm. So.
0: No, I'm, I'm. I'm. Every fiber of my being says it's in the song. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, but they're saying it's not. That's so crazy, yeah. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
3: Mr. Rogers. Yes.
4: They're saying it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood.
1: Yeah, Uh no, that's what he says. Yeah. I was going to say that could be like just easily mistaken. Yeah.
0: No. If it's this and the, like that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. dumb thing to it mix up the, in my mind. My
4: entire life. It was the, no, he I says, watched it every day. He says this. No, it's I duh. always
1: thought
0: it was the too, just yeah. because the next
1: line was a beautiful neighborhood, for a yeah. beautiful day for a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was the, every too. day
4: I watched that. No, I'm um,
1: I, I'm
0: pretty sure it's this.
1: God, I'm gonna have to go watch Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rogers and, and, and after And I wouldn't this be surprised. I mean,
0: <laughs> the dude sang it like like a thousand times. I'm sure yeah. he probably changed it sometimes too.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Let's see, Lucy, you have some splaining to do.
0: I don't think that that was ever really said. That's that's just people mocking Ricky Ricardo. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: What he really said was "splain that if you can," and Lucy said "splain." And that's it.
0: What he did say is, don't you make fun of my language?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Um, Let's see. The number of U.S. states.
0: Um, 50. Why is that debatable?
4: I'm not sure. Um, It says, but some Americans and foreigners are like, recall learning that they were 51 or 52.
0: That's not even remotely
1: true. That can't be right.
4: I don't know. Well, I do remember if?
1: Grandpa Simpson saying that he only recognized 49 because he didn't like Missouri. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and he's
0: not wrong. Right? Yeah.
4: Here we go. Sinbad never played a genie. Yeah. He did. I don't understand. He never the did. The name You're of the movie was out there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, uh, they, they wouldn't smoke? have made. They could not have made a movie called Shazam because it's a copyrighted term.
4: Stop it! Don't even get on this side of the fence because this will end this friendship right here, right it, now.
0: It, it never happened. <laughs> okay. Bring your logic into this two, two, for two reasons. One, even at the height of his popularity, Sinbad could not have carried a movie like that, and also two.
2: It wasn't a good movie. No. A co- no, it wasn't. Okay, so listen. It's a
0: copyrighted term. And There's I would argue no it Sinbad carried Jingle all the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it probably had a little bit more to do with the, the says, big hulking guy in it. Yeah.
4: Many argue they're confusing this memory with the movie Kazam starring right. Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. O'Neal. Yeah. I remember being a kid and thinking to myself after seeing both, I liked Shaquille O'Neal's better. As an adult, I would say that Sinbad's was the wish version mm. of Shaquille O'Neal's. <laughs> okay. But I definitely watch both. So I'm not okay with this. I'm not.
0: And that thought never popped into my head. I don't, I have no idea why people think that. So crazy. We only have about two minutes left. Yes, we do. So I won't
4: continue to torture you. I'll let them tell people where to find them. (laughs) That doesn't have us. So coming up on an upcoming edition
0: of unrefined, (laughs) it'll be the Mandela effect. Yeah, right.
1: Uh,
0: So really what is coming up? Uh, Do you have some, some guests lined up and some shows planned?
1: Um, actually, no. We were uh, taking break from a get from guests for a little while. Haven't booked anybody. It came. It was to a point where we were doing like two a week, and I was just kind of like, I need to take a little bit of a back seat for that for a little while. Um, and we're gonna kind of get back into like what we really enjoyed doing, which was just like the two of us discussing, like, topics and going back and forth and trying to, like, uh, debunk things and stuff like that. Um, Coming up, though, uh, this week we've got our uh, episode 7 of our Urban Legends series, which has been a lot of fun to do. Um, Those of you who haven't listened, um, what those shows are like is Mitra finds Urban Legends from three different states, and we talk about them, and we kind of laugh about them, and then we kind of debunk them and, and stuff like that. They're a lot of fun, but we've been going across the United States, and some of them are really, really wacky. Um, And then we also have our other one that was coming up that we're talking about the uh conspiracy theory that Bill Gates actually died in 2013, which is just ridiculous. It was
2: banned on and YouTube. And it was banned on YouTube already <laughs> before it even came out.
0: So all right, well you can check tell everybody one more time we have about 20 seconds where they can find Unrefined.
1: Uh check us out on Instagram and you can get to all of our
0: links at the Unrefined Podcast. And you can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And of course if you want to reach out to us during the week at any point in time, you can do so spooky crew at SpookySouthCoast.com Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at SpookySC, and we're on Instagram too, although we don't do that much about it because we don't really get together enough all together to take photos together. Uh, That'll do it for this week's show. Until next week, stay spooktacular.